The period panel is sponsored by Active Iron. Use the code HERSPORT30 on their website www.activeiron.com to get 30% off. Welcome back to the period panel. We are really excited to bring you this episode with Georgie Hardigan. The period panel is in partnership with Active Iron and we are excited to dive right in. Welcome to the show Georgie. Thank you for having me. No problem at all. Um, it's been an absolute pleasure watching you race this season. Like you've been on absolute fire, and I think there's been so many great races in middle distance for Ireland this year. Um, not everybody understands all the work that goes on behind the scenes and everything that needs to kind of line up when it comes to racing and having everything go your way. You recently shared that you got your period for the first time in over a year, uh, a day before a race. So tell us a little bit about how that affected you. Yeah, so um, it was pretty frustrating because it was a race that we had kind of earmarked as um, like a key race and we'd kind of got it set up with some um, other really great athletes over here. We had like a female pacer, so it would have all counted for qualifying times and stuff like that. So um, yeah, the day before, um, the night before I um, yeah got my period and I was just like, okay, um, I tried to just not worry about it. But um, yeah, it basically just made me feel like really heavy legged. Um, a little bit sick bloated um, and obviously like aside from all those kind of physical symptoms just like mentally knowing that I like had to deal with that and also just like dealing with like having to wear your tampon while you're racing and stuff like that was all just a bit of a faff so um, I think for myself because I hadn't had one for so long like you mentioned for a year um, I also haven't obviously trained with a period for over a year so I was like, wow, okay, I don't really remember what this kind of feels like. So yeah, it wasn't ideal, um, but I just kind of moved the goalposts in my mind and I was like, okay, let's just finish this race. Um, so yeah, it, it wasn't the worst, but it wasn't my best performance. So just a little bit frustrating, but what can you do? Yeah, like you said, it's obviously been a year that you haven't had your, your period. And I think for context for everybody, you made a change, you decided to come off the oral contraceptive pill. Um, Tell us a little bit about why you went on it initially and then we'll talk about why you came off it just to give our people a bit of a, an understanding of kind of the landscape there. Yeah so I went on it when I was 18 and it was mainly just to kind of control my periods like around racing um, so obviously if I had like a big race coming up I could kind of block it um, and make sure that I was like on tip-top shape for that race so um, that was why I originally went on and then yeah I'm 25 now so I was on it for quite a long time um, and I just decided that um, I thought personally for me it was just going to be better to just not put synthetic hormones in my body anymore and I'd also had some conversations with other female athletes where they had actually found that they were getting quite a lot of like tendon issues when they were on the pill um, I think just due to like inflammation buildup and stuff like that and I had actually kind of experienced a similar thing um, so I was like okay cool we'll like we'll go off and we'll see what happens um, but then yeah it was a whole year so I was like wow okay this is actually a really long time um, I did actually go and get like blood tests and stuff done um, in about March time um, because it had been such a long time. And I, I didn't realize that that was something that could happen, um, but everything was clear. We basically just wanted to make sure that I wasn't like under fueling or overtraining or anything like that. So everything was clear and they were basically like, who's going to have to wait. So <laughs> yeah, I didn't realize that that was a thing. Um, and then when I put my post out the other day, like three or four other female athletes actually reached out and they were like exactly the same thing happened to me and I was like no way that's crazy like I didn't even know that so yeah turns out that can happen <laughs> yeah no I think that's something that um you know when people make the decision to come back off it um 
you're kind of waiting around is your period going to come back when's it going to come back is it going to be different than before is it going to be regular or irregular and and it's just a whole new learning experience I guess for people um when they've obviously been on it for so long in terms of like you're talking about like managing your period um and that was the, the kind of reason that you went on it I think that's something that a lot of athletes like female athletes consider and like a, a reason for you know female athletes to kind of say well actually I might go on like were you experiencing like irregular periods before did you um was it particularly for like bigger competitions that you wanted to be able to kind of manage it a little, bit, a little bit better or kind of give us the insight there yeah I wasn't really having any like difficulties um with anything it was more just yeah for like bigger competitions I wanted mm-hmm. kind of the choice to be able to manage it looking back in hindsight I think I probably went into that decision like with a little bit of naivety like I don't think I probably really understood what was going on but this was also quite a long time ago when there wasn't as many kind of like resources and stuff like Mm -hmm. that out there so I think it probably would have been quite hard for me to find out all the kind Mm -hmm. of pitfalls and the pros and the cons and all that kind of thing but I'm not bashing it like it did me well for however many years um but yeah I just think for me personally, I think it's going to be better to be on like more of a natural cycle. Um, but obviously, I've only had one so far. So we're going to just see how it goes. Um, thankfully, we're now kind of going into the off season. So hopefully, we'll be able to like get a feel for how it is in less of a pressurised time. Um, but yeah, hopefully it should be should be all good. We'll see. Tell us a little bit about the race itself. Um, and you know you you seemed a little bit disappointed with maybe how it went and, and obviously you had a lot more kind of going on with getting used to you know preparing for your period again and the fact that you're actually going to have more to think about and there's kind of a mental challenge as well so tell us a little bit about that yeah 100% so um <laughs> when it kind of came I like rang my mom who's also my coach and I was like hey like just to let you know I got my period and she was like what um and she was like okay um like it'll be fine just don't try not to think about it it'll be fine so the whole day leading up to the race because it was in the evening I was just like it's fine like just went through my normal routine um but then when I started to warm up I just like really just did not feel good and I was like okay just try and put it to the back of your mind but it's really tough like when you you know that there's something physically going on um and then when we got actually into the race like I said before I just felt really heavy um I couldn't really go with any sort of change of pace so I could just sort of keep chugging out these kind of slowish laps, but I couldn't actually change pace at any point. Um, And to be honest, I just really wanted to drop out. And I was like thinking, oh, maybe I should just stop. And I was like, no, come on, like you can finish, you're fine. So um, that's just kind of what I decided to do. And I'm glad I did actually, because um, it means that if it does come before like a bigger competition, I know that I can get some sort of performance out of myself. Mm -hmm. And I think it's probably just more, practicing now um when I am on my period like doing some harder sessions and stuff like that and just kind of getting back used to feeling that way when I'm running because yeah it's obviously been such a long time that I just didn't really remember how that felt like (laughs) absolutely um and look in terms of like the this particular race like you maybe didn't run as, as you expected to run so how do you kind of manage that and I know it's going to be something that you're going to kind of learn to learn to manage again now as, as your period starts to return but in terms of like if you're a little bit disappointed like how, how do you kind of pick yourself up again um and you know account for your body and understanding your body yeah it was hard actually because it was really frustrating because I was kind of like there's nothing that I've done wrong like I've not done anything stupid before the race so like made me tired I've not like 
I'm not injured. I'm not ill. Um, I've not overtrained. It was just like, this has just happened. And it's just something that I can't really control. So it was quite difficult to kind of rationalize that in my mind. Um, I think for me, I was just like, you know what, like it's happened. I'm actually, I was actually really glad it had come back um, because obviously it had been such a long time. So I was like, kind of on the one hand happy about it. But um, I think, you know, at the end of the day, it wasn't like the biggest race ever. It was just like a a random 1500 meter race on a Wednesday night. So it wasn't the end of the world. Um, and I think the most important thing is always to be kind of healthy. So I just kind of tried to put that at the forefront of my mind. I was like, look, at least you know you're healthy now. Everything's back to normal. Um, and there will always be another race. So <laughs> I actually raced again on Saturday and I was fine. So I was like, just look forward to Saturday. That'll be a lot better. You won't feel as rough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it is. It is definitely like learning. And like you said, if it's been a while since you've like even trained while you've had your period, like it's kind of a bit of a readjustment. And the other thing to kind of think about is like we've we've spoken to different people before about having their period and, and training and competing. And, you know, sometimes people say if you just like try not to think about it and because people can try to use it as an excuse sometimes and let it get in their head and say well I'm not going to perform because I have my period where there needs to sometimes be a bit of a mental attitude being like okay I have it I'm going to just go out and compete and, and see how I get on um obviously sometimes it does um you know physically impact you like you're saying if you have heavy legs or if you do have like cramps and pain and that type of thing like there are obviously occasions where um you know it, it is actually impacting you but then like it's about that other side of it where you don't let it get into your head too much at the same time yeah 100 and that's something that I definitely need to practice um as I said in training um because it did it did throw me to be honest I was like well why has this happened like the day before a race for me personally that first like full day of having it is my worst day and after that I'm actually fine so I was like, this literally could not have come at a worse time. Like if it had come a couple of days earlier, a couple of days later, it would have been absolutely fine. But um, yeah, that's something that I definitely need to practice that kind of mental, just like, you know, it's going to be fine. Um, and just trying to get through it. But I think just because it was the first one, it did just throw me a little bit mm-hmm. and I really wasn't expecting it. It literally yeah. came out of nowhere. So um, yeah, hopefully we'll be able to plan a little bit more. And hopefully if I get back onto like a regular cycle, we should be able to kind of map it out um and kind of make some decisions based on maybe when we race or Mm -hmm. like when we train and stuff like that so hopefully if I do get back on a nice regular cycle that should be something we can we can work on yeah I can definitely imagine if you hadn't had it in a year and then you just got it the day before um you're just like oh (laughs) I remember the um the first time I ever got my period actually was the day before a race and I was like (laughs) I don't know 12 or whatever and (laughs) It's like, oh, I have to uh, compete uh, tomorrow, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which can be uh, intimidating for for like younger girls and and for people the whole way up. But yeah. um, do you think that we talk about periods enough, like in sport or as like women in general? No, I don't actually. Um, I actually went to an all girls school um, growing up, so I think I have a really skewed like version of talking about periods because I just don't care and I'll talk about it with anyone. Um, because I think growing up in that kind of all girls environment we would just Mm -hmm. always be talking about it so openly because there were no boys around Um, so I I will just talk about it with anyone I don't really care but I do know that it is like kind of a source of embarrassment for quite a lot of women so um, I don't think we do talk about it enough and I think actually not only athlete education but I think coach education is really really valuable in that as well Um, I'm really lucky because my coach is my mum so I can have these conversations and Mm -hmm. it's not it's not really a big deal um but I can imagine if maybe you had a male coach 
or you just didn't feel comfortable talking to your coach about that sort of stuff, it would be really difficult. Um, so I think coach education is really important in that as well. Um, I'm also really lucky that I train with a lot of really amazing women who um, do kind of normalize those conversations and we will just talk quite openly about it when we're like running or when we're training. So I'm really lucky in that respect, but not everyone is. So I think definitely kind of opening up the conversation is really important. Yeah, no, I think it's really interesting. Obviously, you're, you have that relationship, obviously, as your mom and a coach. So you have a female coach and she's your mom. So it's like a double win for you that it's, it's yeah. maybe a bit more comfortable. But as you said, like in a lot of sports still, um, it's typically typically male coaches you know depending on on the sport yes there may be um more female coaches there but in in many sports still it, it is male coaches and like you said I think as well that you know obviously from the athlete perspective it is important to try and have this open conversation you know among athletes whether it is something as simple as asking for a tampon and to be able to do that and not feel like embarrassed about it or you know if you are not feeling so great uh, when you're training that you can turn around to your coach and be like well actually and that they're not going to like fall over and be like well that's too much I didn't need to know yeah. what they actually do and they just need to be able to help accommodate you um in terms of like you had said like sorry not sorry for oversharing but like realistically like 50% of the population are, are like getting their periods and it is about like helping coaches you know be able to um to manage that as well because like you can understand from a male perspective like they've never actually experienced it themselves so why they would be maybe a bit awkward or like nervous about you know talking about it they don't necessarily know if an athlete is comfortable about talking it about it so um it is it is definitely something that could be developed yeah, definitely. Um, and I think as well, like if you are going to be a male coach of like potentially young female athletes, it's something that you're probably just going to have to take on yourself and be like, you know what, I have to educate myself. Mm -hmm. um, but I do obviously understand for men, it is a little bit difficult because they don't know how it feels. Whereas a female mm -hmm. coach would be like, oh, okay, like I kind of get it um actually after after the race my boyfriend said to me he was like what does it actually feel like like trying to race on your period and I was like don't even know how to explain it basically <laughs> rubbish um but yeah I think definitely coaches need to maybe take it upon themselves to kind of educate themselves um and I think also at maybe like a national governing body level mm -hmm. it needs to be something that's implemented and in part of coaches like education when they're getting their licenses mm -hmm. um because it may be just something that male coaches don't consider. Like mm -hmm. it's probably something that they just wouldn't even think about. So um, yeah, I think it's definitely really important from that perspective to do so, especially if you're going to be coaching kind of younger girls um, because yeah, they, they might not have the confidence to kind of be yeah. like, Hey, I'm on my period. Like I'm going to feel rubbish today at training or something mm -hmm. like that. So yeah, definitely very, very important. It's interesting that you mentioned um, the fact that coaches maybe don't even think about it as as a male coach. Um, I had done a course, uh, a football course a couple of months back and had noticed that a lot of the people coaching were actually talking about that they were coaching either girls teams or women's teams and that. And they were talking about um, coaching teenagers and physical changes. And they were actually, the kind of course was then focused on like the physical changes of the boys and nobody kind of mentioned the fact that girls were going through like obviously they they like said that the girls are going through physical changes but they're like oh but the boys might shoot up and you know they'll have these growth spurts and that type of thing and I just was like uh, <laughs> I wouldn't be like well versed in football but I was like okay this is something I can actually contribute here and I was like well a lot of you guys are talking about coaching girls coaching women and I was like you know for anybody from like 12 to 16 I was like that could be a massive deal for them is like while the physical changes on the outside may not 
be as visible as like the girls are actually going through physical changes that it's more like a silent physical change and because of the way society is we don't talk about it and I was like that's something you guys definitely need to consider as coaches and then they all got really into it and they're like yeah actually that's like so true like maybe we should like know more about it and then they were just talking about um you know like you said like male coaches like maybe they aren't even the person to maybe talk about it they just need to be aware about it but when they're talking to athletes maybe it's a female liaison in the club or something that someone just starts the conversation and makes people feel comfortable because it's gonna happen to you know pretty much every girl at some point in their life so it shouldn't be something that's really awkward um do you think that it contributes to girls dropping out of sport and trying to manage it or pain or whatever it might be like the awkwardness of it all yeah I think so I mean I would like to think not but I think it probably does um I also kind of spoke a little bit on this last year um I think because obviously we go through so many physical changes often you will also have like a performance plateau Mm -hmm. um and I obviously can't really speak for other sports because I'm not really sure but I definitely think in athletics people expect us to be like coming out all guns blazing when we're like 19 and 20 Um, and sometimes it just doesn't happen sometimes it takes a little bit longer like for me personally I didn't really start breaking through until last year when I was like 24 Um, so I think even that can just have a little bit of an impact as well if they're not seeing the kind of performance progression that they would Mm want to see Um, but yeah I definitely think it does have an impact like it's it's tough like it's not nice it's not fun Um, so yeah I can imagine that it would be a bit of a barren if you felt like you didn't have anyone to speak to if you felt like you were abnormal then yeah it would definitely definitely contribute to uh women dropping out um I read a really good quote um recently which was that like women are not just small men and we shouldn't Mm -hmm. be kind of coached as such so yeah I really like that and I think that's kind of contributing to what you were saying like we need to be treated kind of differently because Mm -hmm. we are different and our bodies are different so I think in terms of coaching yeah we definitely need to consider that through like the female lens I guess yeah yeah and definitely like even when you like when you get to high performance level and you know people are really looking to kind of you know step up their training um you know even if it's at like kind of top national level in um sorry top level within a country um like men and women are um are different and you know the way that you can train a female body versus a male body like not a lot of people necessarily think that the impacts can be different where and you know it look it's really hard for coaches like if it's a club level you know coach to be considering all the differences between men and women but certainly you know something like a a period is is something that should be considered and and at least discussed to help um you know girls stay on and that plateau like that does happen I think it happens in lots of sports for people especially in in sports that are like time dependent um, you know where you're seeing like results for a you know a period of time you're getting faster you're getting faster and then it just stops and that's where you actually really need to help the athletes kind of stay involved and then maybe um kind of work through that plateau and and get faster again or whatever it might be um there's a lot of conversation at the moment in term in, in athletics about running kit I know Jessica Ennis Hill um actually kind of during the Olympic period was talking about you know wearing um you know running kit like running knickers and she was saying that she didn't really feel comfortable actually when she was wearing them and she said like that she in hindsight kind of wished like she like talked about it more or maybe wore shorts or whatever it might be and then um Olivia Breen has been discussing comments on the other kind of side of things where somebody actually was saying like um that they didn't think that she should be wearing kit that's that 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 is like knickers essentially um which is kind of the other side so talk to us a little bit like about 
that at the moment because like obviously a lot of female athletes are wearing we'll say running knickers and that impacts say your period and I, I know that's something that Jess Ennis Hill was basically kind of alluding to as well um and then the other side of it where if somebody wants to wear them it's actually nobody else's business like that's that's literally up to the athlete and like everybody has legs everybody has a bum like it is what it is do you know what I mean there's kind of two sides of that there yeah yeah no definitely I completely agree I think if you want to wear them then you do you um and you wear them um I have since I was quite young worn them um so it's never really been an issue for me but I actually did on Wednesday I was kind of like oh this feels a little bit uncomfortable but mm-hmm. I don't think I would have worn shorts um because I feel like when I put my racing knickers on I'm like it's race time mm-hmm. because I wear shorts for training so it's like a little bit of a mindset shift but completely agree anything that you want to wear to race you should be like allowed to wear obviously within the parameters of like mm-hmm. logo rules and stuff like that but yeah I mean it's a, it's a real shame that people feel like they can't wear what they want to wear and there has definitely been times in the past where I felt self-conscious when I've been racing I didn't really used to like wearing like the crop tops Mm-hmm. um maybe a little bit weird like I wouldn't mind wearing the knickers but I wouldn't want to wear a crop top um so for ages I would work, race in like vest and crop and um, vest and knickers um but yeah now I love wearing my crop top but I just think if you want to wear whatever you want to wear just wear like at the mm-hmm. end of the day it's you competing you need to be comfortable um and you don't want to be stood on the start line thinking about anything else yeah. other than your race you need to be just thinking about your race so if you're standing there thinking oh these knickers are horrible like I feel really self-conscious just wear shorts um and yeah I don't think that anyone should kind of feel like they have to wear something when when they shouldn't yeah just wear wear what you want to wear yeah no it's interesting like they're kind of two examples at the moment where you know somebody obviously is comfortable in in wearing you know racing knickers and it has somebody else turning around and saying like actually I don't think that that's appropriate and and that and it's really great to hear somebody speak out about it and say you know well I'm going to wear that and and you know what I think is like everybody has legs and a bum so what difference does it make like whether you're male or female and and like it's it's about the sport it's literally nothing else like um and then when it comes to say the shorts and particularly around like people feeling self-conscious and that and if it is something like a period comes into the picture and if somebody feels more comfortable on that particular day wearing shorts well like like take the nerves out of it and, and you know people shouldn't be kind of you know like you said um thinking about anything else and you know I think it's interesting um obviously Jessica Ennis Hill is from like heptathlon so you know obviously there can be movement in different, um, you know, track and field, um, you know, disciplines, but, you know, say if you're running, there might be a little bit less movement than say something, um, you know, like long jump or whatever it might be. Like it's, you can't always, you know, guarantee that race knickers are going to stay in place or that kind of thing. And if that's something that somebody's worried about, like if, if wearing the shorts um, makes somebody more comfortable, like nobody else should be kind of wondering why or, you know they shouldn't feel kind of under like peer pressure almost to be wearing race knickers in the community like yeah 100 percent. I actually did see um Olivia Breen's post and I thought it was really brave of her to speak out because I've like heard through the grapevine that it's happened to other women it's actually never happened to me that I've been Mm -hmm. kind of told off for wearing my knickers um but I have heard that it's happened to other women and I just think they're they're literally designed for us to compete in. So I don't see how an official can say that they're inappropriate. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not for anything else. They're literally for competition. So I was just kind of confused at why anyone would say that. And I was actually really shocked that it was a female official apparently as well. 
um, and just kind of disappointed, like, because obviously maybe if it was a male, there might be a little bit of ignorance there, but really as women, we should kind of support women in what they want to wear and compete in. So I was just really shocked at that. Um, yeah, I think for me, I've always felt comfortable wearing the knickers, but actually at European indoors, um, the knickers that we got given, um, the Irish team knickers were like really brief. Like they were kind mm-hmm. of like quite revealing. Um, and I know quite a few of the women kind of felt maybe a little bit uncomfortable wearing them. Um, and then in that case, it's like, well, then you have to change your whole kind of outfit. So, I mean, it sounds silly, but if that's mm-hmm. what you're used to competing in, then it is, it, it can kind of throw you off, especially at that level of competition. So I think, yeah, maybe sports kit manufacturers need to take our views into account as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that Athletics Island did kind of feed that back to the manufacturer, which was great. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think it's just another battle that we shouldn't have to, <laughs> we shouldn't have to be fighting when we're competing. Um, we just want to compete and kind of be comfortable in what we're wearing. And obviously, if you have like a certain sponsor as well, and you're not, you don't feel comfortable in that kit, that's a whole other story. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, maybe we just need some female voices in these sports brands to kind of help help design these racing knickers and shorts. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. No, it is. It is. I think something something important to talk about, and you know we probably shouldn't have to be talking about it but the fact that we are is a good thing and hopefully will make other people feel a bit more comfortable um and like encourage maybe young girls like if they are feeling a bit like nervous or self-conscious about it that they can um, wear whatever suits them and like you're talking about like you didn't want to wear a crop top for a while and that's totally fine like go look at um you know the international stage and, and look at the the you know girls that are competing at you know world championships european championships olympics and all the different kit that people are wearing you know whether um you know we've we've seen different athletes wear different things you know because of their religion and they're still competing on the international stage doing absolutely unreal and um, you know they might be wearing leggings they might be wearing um you know longer tops or whatever it might be like it's it's kind of a, a personal choice and, and if people feel comfortable to take that in their stride um you know we hopefully will see more athletes kind of competing still and making it through 14 15 16 and on people into competing into their 20s and um, talk to us a little bit about have the importance of having your period because i know particularly in in middle distance running like also it's not uncommon for um athletes to lose their period and i, I uh, imagining that's why you were making sure that everything was okay actually when your period didn't like return for a little while yeah definitely so um I am really, really lucky in the fact that I have a really great team around me and I have done since I was really young that have always kind of instilled the importance of like long-term career rather than short-term gain. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know that when I was growing up, um, there was a number of girls who kind of, for whatever reason, um, decided to like re- restrict their food and to make themselves lighter um, so that they could maybe run quicker. Um and for me, that was just never an option because, yeah, I was I was always uh, kind of steered on the right path by those around me, which I'm mm-hmm. so grateful for now because now I am healthy and I'm 25 and I'm able to kind of compete. And where a lot of girls that I used to compete against when I was younger have now completely dropped out of the sport. So that's really sad to see. Um, but, yeah, for me, I just wanted to make sure that everything was all A-OK. So um, I actually went private to get some like blood tests and stuff mm-hmm. done um which obviously in itself is a really privileged position to have because not everyone can pay for that um obviously things are slightly different in the UK we have um the national health service but there are a lot of problems with that in that 
a lot of the time people have gone to the doctors and said like oh I've lost my period and they've been like oh but you're running so that's that's normal Mm -hmm. um and so people have had to kind of fight through that and been like no like and really push for kind of testing and stuff so for me like I was really lucky that I and my family had disposable income to be able to um access that privately and got it done really quickly and got it turned around and obviously yeah thankfully the results were all fine but um I think definitely like GPs um, and doctors maybe need a little bit of educating on that as well that yeah it's not it's not normal to ever lose your period for any reason Mm -hmm. Um, it shouldn't happen so and I think to be healthy and kind of not get injured um, it's really really important Um, I think there has been a lot of talk recently um, about like having good bone health and stuff like that and people like Bobby Clay for example have come out and spoken about her experience which must have been incredibly hard for her um so yeah I really applaud her for doing that and I think that has brought massive like widespread attention to the issue but I know that when I was growing up I just didn't I didn't really ever consider um I didn't even think I really knew that you could lose your period um because <laughs> of running um and if that had happened to me I probably wouldn't have known why so I am really glad that things have moved forward a lot and we've we've come a long way but maybe just a little bit more to come mm-hmm. um and yeah, hopefully now kind of young girls growing up through the sport know that lighter doesn't always equal better mm-hmm. um, and you need to have kind of a strong, healthy body. And I hope that kind of as women on like maybe the more elite side of the sport, we're kind of showing that as well. Yeah, no, absolutely. Like in terms of losing your period, um, I think sometimes like the allure of not having to deal with it and like you're saying like being lighter and stuff like that kind of can factor into it and and like you're talking about like short term and but really like losing your period is usually kind of one of the first signs that something's actually not right um and that you know it could be a couple of weeks a couple of months or whatever down the line that you either end up with injuries or you end up really sick or something like your body is like giving you a signal of okay everything's not quite in check um you know you might be pushing me a little bit too hard or you're not feeling me enough or, or whatever it might be so it is really good to have the conversations and um to either educate people who don't know that or also if people kind of feel like well it's convenient not to have my period um, maybe I'll just continue this way that it, it actually can be kind of a, a path of destruction and if you don't have it um, you know either maybe change something in your lifestyle to try and get it to come back or go and talk to a doctor and just make sure that everything is okay because you don't want to end up in a situation where um, you know you are damaging your body like in the long term and um, or that you've ended up like ending up in a situation where you're really injured and you can't actually do the thing that you love to do and um, you know it's just impacting your life in that respect um you've obviously um had it and you've experienced it training and competing so um give us kind of the top tips for anybody that's listening in terms of training and then maybe on race day and on managing your period and we will leave it there with with loads of things for people to think about yeah I think um probably just main thing is just trying to kind of keep a calm mind think you know it's going to be all right um hopefully like things will be fine and you'll feel okay um I think definitely tracking symptoms is really important and that can definitely help because you'll kind of be aware of how you're going to feel um and then nothing will kind of come as a surprise um I actually have started using the app fitter women Mm -hmm. um which is really good so you can kind of track all your symptoms and stuff and then it will kind of project how you're maybe going to feel um on a regular basis and it also gives some kind of physiological advice as well which is great Mm -hmm. because I'm not really that clued up on that side of it 
Um, but yeah, I just think kind of give yourself a bit of a break. Like your body's probably not going to be feeling as great as it maybe could do. So maybe just do a little bit easier on yourself. Obviously, if you're racing, you can't really do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but maybe just mentally just be like, okay, let's maybe just ease into this a little bit more um, and not put so much pressure on yourself. Um, but yeah, definitely something I need as well. So if anyone has any <laughs> tips for me, I'd be grateful. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's why we do like that's why we do the episodes of the period drama. I'm really, really glad to speak to you today. Like I think there's a lot of good information and kind of insight for people that maybe have had similar experiences or are ex- experiencing something similar. Like it's it's an important topic to kind of shed some light on and look, like you said, when you're 18, um, you know, maybe some of the information wasn't uh, out there as much, or you know, I think we are kind of in a position now where there's a lot more people like out there speaking about things like Instagram stories and YouTube videos and everything are so so popular now like you can there's lots of like resources to find information so like there is there's way more information out there now and something like Fitter Woman and some of the other apps um when we're speaking to Amy I don't know who I think she's four I think she's four different period apps that she tracks uh, her cycle with so there is like loads of different things that you can do um you know to kind of prepare yourself and educate yourself in terms of of your period and that type of thing but um look in general thanks so much for chatting to us I think that was really interesting and uh, if we get any more top tips we'll be sure to send send them your way yeah thank you very much um yeah really enjoyed the conversation and yeah if anyone's got any top tips definitely send them to me <laughs> thanks Georgie no worries